why is that cholesterol elevated in the first place? That is a symptom of something in your physiological body asking for help or saying like, hey, something's out of balance. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and check movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to our final episode of 2023. This is episode 225 of the Biohacker Babes. My name is Renee. I'll be your co-host today along with my sister, Lauren. Hey, Lar. Hey, I'm the sister. What's up? Ah, happy holidays from New York City where it's cold and glitzy and, you know, all the all the holiday, la la la. All the holiday la 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 sparkle. <laughs> all the I was trying la, to say. La. I was trying to say sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> I know New York is so beautiful at Christmas time during the holidays. It's awesome. It is, but it's also cold, 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 cold. But it's cold. It's good for our mitochondria, right? It's good to get cold. Yeah. Been yep. posting about this all month long. You got to get cold. Like, take your jacket off. Don't be afraid to get a little bit chilly. I think we were wrongly informed as children. I mean, we shouldn't be running around all day being frozen and uh, stressed to our, our core. That's not good, but like a little strategic cold, really good for the mitochondria, great for the immune system, keeping your system resilient, which I think was your word of the year. Is that right, Renee? Oh yeah. And it might be my word of next year. I just, I'm still hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into that today. We're going to do some like recaps of the year and intention setting for next, next year. So we'll talk about some, some words like that, that will be fun, but Yep. What do we got in store, Renee? I was up on my rooftop this morning. It was 45 degrees. I was like thinking about you getting a little chill in the morning. So nice, nice. Always working on that. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas baby getting cold. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. All right, friends. So today to close out the year, uh, we have a lot of fun things to talk about. So a couple recaps on some events, you know, the biohacks that we're currently testing or maybe not testing. Mm -hmm. And our recent health challenges, what we're personally working on, how we're approaching them. And then we have some surprise interview questions for each other. Uh, Gosh, I think it's maybe been a whole year since we've done this, but a little pop quiz, see what's going on in your life and vice versa. And then we're going to talk about some health intentions for 2024 and yeah, maybe some other health research, some big takeaways, but we're just here to help you get get and stay healthy through the holidays. And then we'll talk about what we need to be looking at for 2024 to keep that going on. Yeah. I think our intentions for going through our health challenges and what we're currently testing is to hopefully like incite and inspire you to know that we're on this journey as well. And that's like such a big benefit of Renee and I working together. We get to see what works for one another, but then also having this community, like we learn being in community. And so we have a few opportunities coming up in the new year to be in community and to help each other out. So stay tuned until the end to find out what those things are. But yeah, we're going to start out with like some recent updates and recaps. We went to the Dragonfly Health Conference in Boulder, Colorado, which I love that state so much. We just went there. Renee, what do you want to share about Dragonfly? 
Yeah. I mean, just being in Boulder, Colorado was magical. But so this was the first year that they have done the event. Awesome speakers, really great group. It was probably 90% women there. Definitely very female focused. Talked a lot about, I mean, women's health in general, but a lot about hormone optimization and just biohacking for women, which was really great to see because we've always kind of complained about how a lot of other conferences are missing out on the female piece. So it was great to be in that community for four days, four whole days. And really exciting news. They already locked in dates for next year. So it was a success. They're going to bring it back. So if anyone wants to mark their calendars now, October 10th to the 13th, it's going to be back in Boulder, Colorado. Such a great healthy space. Oh, and if you miss the conference and you want to see all of the amazing speakers that we got to see, Gaia TV is where we filmed it, actually. They are going to be producing all of the lectures on there and it'll be available. They're saying February, maybe as late as March. But if you have a Gaia TV membership, you can see it. If you don't have one, get one. <laughs> they they did kind of like a TEDx style talk where everyone had 10 minutes, which I think going into the event, I was like, how are they going to do these 10 minute lectures? Because we go to conferences all the time and people speak for an hour, 90 minutes. And man, they just jam-packed amazing, powerful stories. And then big key takeaways in 10 minutes each. So I think there were like 40 speakers total. So definitely take advantage of that. We'll link to Gaia TV in the uh, show notes below, but I loved it. Yeah. Even if um, you're not just waiting for Dragonfly on Gaia, Gaia is such a great resource for like alternative health modalities and just kind of expanding your um, awareness of what's out there in the health field. It's really cool. And um, I would say the really cool thing about this event and probably next year, because this year we were pioneering the event. So Sarah Glenn started this event and um, because it was the first year, of course, like pioneering anything is going to be like a little bit rocky. It actually went off amazingly well, but I think next year, of course, is going to be even better. And I think it's a great time to get in if you can come next year, because the event is small enough that you actually get to meet all the speakers and these people that you love and follow such as Dr. Mindy Pels or Dr. Nisha Winters, like just amazing, incredible women in this space that are having these female focused driven conversations, which as Renee said, we're, it's a big missing piece in the biohacking space. So more specific to our female phys physiology. And not only do you get to listen to them, but chances are you'll get to meet them, which doesn't happen at these bigger conferences when there's thousands of people. Then networking, not just as someone in the industry, but as like a health advocate and consumer, you can be like so um, integrated and exposed as well. So October, also the weather in Boulder is just amazing. Pretty much 365, but I think October, just even a few weeks earlier than it was this year in November is going to be just gorgeous. So come, come, yeah. come. Yeah. I suppose I, the only other thing I wanted to say about it is, you know, yeah. this is just a common complaint I have with all conferences movement and exercise are still not being talked enough by the speakers. And it's also not being integrated into these conferences. Like we're not giving an opportunity for people to get up and move and get sunshine. And we know movement is one of the most free and accessible biohacks that is going to make a powerful impact on your metabolic and mental health, which are really the root drivers of, of true health. So that is my wish to the universe. Like, can we please start integrating more movement and exercise. We can't just sit here in lectures all day and talk about our health. We have to be proactive. And so this doesn't just extend itself to conferences, but in our daily lives, like how can you get up and move just a little bit more, right? Like this, I know is a constant challenge for everyone. Even myself, I sit on Zoom all day long. I'm like, how do I get 
more time to exercise, but frequent movement actually is, I think the the greatest biohack. So if you don't have an hour of your day to carve out, just moving every hour, even just fidgeting and at your desk or trying to stand up every so often really can make a big difference. Don't overlook the small opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. It's it's definitely the missing piece. And I I love the idea of, you know, just at the top of the hour in between your calls. I think Lauren, you you have like a kettlebell there. Maybe you can do some swings, maybe you can do some air squats, maybe some push-ups. Just such easy things we can fit in. But yeah, no one is talking about that on stage, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, you, I mean the science is yeah. cool. Like Dr. Nicola Conlon, who talked about NAD, like her research is fascinating. But should we be taking an NAD supplement if we're not doing exercise? Question mark. She actually, she actually says maybe not. Maybe I can just throw this in really quick and I'm hoping we're going to get her on the podcast, but she talks about how, if we're actually taking some of these NAD precursors, like the NMN, NR, if we have an inflammatory problem in the body, which a lot of people do, a lot of people have chronic inflammation because the poor diet, they're not exercising, not sleeping. If you're taking one of these supplements, that NAD could actually be used to upregulate more inflammation in the body. So it's not a supplement that you just throw on top of like a really bad, unhealthy lifestyle. So she does Mm. say you have to be doing, you have to be eating a good diet. You have to be exercising. You have to be sleeping. Then the NAD is really going to come in and be the superhero. Oh, you do have to be exercising. I thought you were going a totally different way with that. I thought you were going to tell me you don't have to exercise. No, 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 no. She's saying that you have to do all the foundational stuff correct. And then the NAD will be the superhero. But it's not going to... Yeah, it's not going to make up for all your other bad habits. Okay. Yeah. So just, I don't know, quick little check-in for everybody. Is there another spot in your day where you can sneak in just a little bit more more movement, especially during the winter? Um, Just so, so powerful for mental health, especially. Yeah. All right. Biohacks for testing. I think I mentioned this on the last episode that we did, just the two of us. I had just begun using it, the Moonbird. It's Mm -hmm. this little handheld device. You put your thumb on the sensor, it measures your heart rate and your heart rate variability, and then it tells you how to breathe. And you don't have to look at your phone. You can close your eyes and it just vibrates and it kind of expands. And you can just lay there and you can do 5, 10, 20 minutes of breath work. But it's personalized for you because it's looking at your heart rate variability to determine that. I'm loving it. I forget. Did I let you try it in Boulder? No, I didn't get to try it. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I'll let you try it next week when we're together. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. And actually I had it backstage at uh at Dragonfly and one of the speakers I saw she was a little nervous about her lecture. I let her use the Moonbird for 2 minutes and she was like, "Wow, that really helped calm my nervous system in 2 minutes." Oh wow, amazing. Powerful. Very powerful. Such a short short little opportunity. Yeah. So it might be a good stocking stuffer for Christmas. I'm going to put it in my own stocking. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. What else are you trying? I'm also trying the breather. Lauren, I know you just got one as well. I've always looked at these different breathing devices. I've never known like which one is the best, which one actually works. And I've looked at the science behind this one. And I think we actually might have a podcast about this product alone, but it's this little kind of tube thing you breathe into or inhale, exhale, and it syncs with your phone. You do it for, it takes about maybe three minutes and you do it twice a day for six days a week. I'm only, I just finished week one, so I'm just getting started. But my big thing is 
my respiratory rate has always been high. And I know you too, Lauren, like we've always been like, how do we biohack our respiratory rate? And no one has really had a great answer for me. So I'm mm-hmm. actually really excited to track my respiratory rate as I get further into the training program with us. Mm-hmm. Could be really cool. Yeah. I'm curious to try it too. And I've also just always had a big question mark around of it. And I've asked other coaches that I've worked with and some of them are a little stumped about the metrics that are being reported back to us on things like the aura ring. Like, is it indeed factual or an accurate reading? Like, is it just a sum of a larger equation based off of like, I don't know, assumptions on, on metrics, but certainly to track that trend, I'm very curious to try that. So yeah, I haven't started yet. You always open your boxes before I do. I'm a little delayed in that. <laughs> and when we signed in today, I was like, I'm not trying anything. I'm not doing any biohacks, but to revisit our last episode, the biohacks that I was trying previously, I actually have maintained quite well. And I think that's worth talking about. Sometimes we get new things in the mail and it's really exciting at first, but I'm always curious about the things that continue or stay on my mind or like keep my attention. One of which is hemp lucid, the CBD. And I do think hemp lucid is potentially the cleanest brand out there, but I also just mean CBD in general has probably been my one of my longest standing biohacks, especially for sleep and nervous system. We love to talk about sleep on the show and there's so many cool sleep products and like new ones coming out all the time. I've mentioned Kill Switch. You know, we have TroZ from Troscriptions and I love these and I stand by them, but just kind of an interesting observation about a lot of these sleep formulations I usually will not report back unless I've tried it for a week and see something measurable change in my data. But I think that I actually have to zoom out to a wider scale and look at a whole month or even maybe two to three months, because at some point I notice that these sleep formulas tend to wear off. So there's an adjustment period, an adaptation period, and then my body goes up, used to you. So I really have to cycle these things. And so I think my new sleep approach, and I'm always trying to aim for that kind of desert island approach where we don't need anything, but until I get there fully, like I do think a lot of these nutrients, because we tend to be insufficient in a lot of these nutrients that are in the sleep products. So it's not just, you know, this medication on top of, you know, it's not just a bandaid effect. We're actually repleting a lot of the nutrients, but to circle back to what I was trying to get to is. I think cycling some of these things to keep the body in this adaptation response, it's like new stimulus. Like we want to change up our exercise routine. We want to change up our food. Why would we not also change up our sleep formulations? So I'm trying to cycle and I'm going to do my best as a biohacker and educator to zoom out on a wider perspective and then share with you like how that cycling affects my sleep. But I do think that CBD just in general really is that constant that seems to always work. How do you feel about that, Renee? Yeah, I think I would have to say the same about CBD. I've been using that for almost 10 years and it just, I don't do it every day, but it's like anytime I do it, it just always seems to work. But you're right. The other things, even like Kill Switch, I've been loving lately, but I think I was loving it too much that the other night I took it again and it almost had like the opposite effect. I slept terribly. And Ryan, my husband, the uh, what, what does Blake call him? The biohacking dumpster. He's so funny. He'll just like take anything. <laughs> yeah. Give me any biohack. But he was like, I think you need to take a break from Kill Switch. I was like, okay, okay. But it's so delicious. It is. It's also like a nice chocolatey treat before bed. And I was just yeah. sleeping so good. But I'm just going to take a little break from it because, yeah, you don't want to be 
one, you don't want to be reliant on something, right? We always want that possibility of the desert island approach, but also mm-hmm. just yeah, the variety. But yeah, CBD is a pretty standard, but CBD is working on so many different things in the body, right? It's not just mm-hmm. like a sleep aid. It's really True. like calming the calming inflammation, the nervous system. So yeah, I would say that is a zoom out approach in itself. So we'll report back. And I guess I'm curious to hear from our audience, like what sleep products work for you and how long do you find that there is this kind of drop-off period when your body stops responding to the new stimulus? I'm the same. I love kill switch because I love holding, you know, I love holding a mug of a warm chocolatey drink, especially in the evening, especially in the winter time. You're mm-hmm. right. Like how reliant are we on these things? So always trying to be a little more minimalist, uh, always trying to continue the, this, the new stimulus for the body. So it has something to respond to. And then, yeah, coming back to the the standard CBD, which really, really, really works over time. And hemp lucid is, is my favorite. So, so clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying. And I also talked last time about just wearing less cold, <laughs> wearing less cold, <laughs> wearing less <laughs> things in the cold, which I know we started this episode about, but that just seems to be one of my number one biohacks for the winter. I'm a little less likely to get into a cold plunge when it's already cold outside, but I think just wearing one less layer is such a great like ancestral practice. That's what our ancestors did, right? They were they didn't have heat that they could adjust to their perfect comfortable temperature. They didn't have um electric fireplaces. They had to really work for it and bundle up in animal skins and furs. So they were cold at times. They were really cold. So you know, if you're running errands to the grocery store, maybe you don't have to put on the hat and the mittens and the coat and zip it up. We just wear like a light jacket, keep it unzipped. Amazing hormetic stressor for your mitochondria. And so during the winter time, especially if you're below the 37th parallel, we have less vitamin D exposure and absorption and metabolism. This is a great way to make up for that lack of vitamin D to keep your immune system strong and keep your resilience up. Yeah. You're making me think about when I was at the grocery store yesterday, there was a gentleman in shorts and flip-flops. Oh, I, I like, love him. Oh, I didn't even think about it, but he's a biohacker. <laughs> the things that we label biohacking. <laughs> Maybe we he should do a game show, biohack but... or not. <laughs> yeah. Could have uh... been. But also like that fear, not being present, not having the fear of being uncomfortable. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. How much, how many of us bundle up already before we even experience the cold? Because we're like, oh, I don't know. Might, it might not feel good. All right. Cold queen. Too much. (laughs) What else are you trying, Renee? What other biohacks could be called biohacks? That's, that's pretty much it for right now. Okay. I'll just circle back to my one other one that I spoke about last time, just to continue closing the loop. My new human charger, we talked about the light headset that goes into your ears. I'm using that like all the time. I love it, especially with these shorter days. And it just seems to be a little harder to wake up in the morning. I pop that thing in first thing in the morning, because if I can't get outside immediately or like within 30 minutes of waking, that really starts that cycle of getting my cortisol up, getting my attention going, just fully waking up my body. So I love that. Just so easy and accessible. Yeah. I'm actually popping that in and still going outside. Ooh, so I'm getting whammy. double. Yeah, because I, I don't know if the sunlight in your eyes and on your face and then plus the ear things, it just was like, whoo, let's let's do it. Feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. So human charger. I think their their new product is just really, really cool. Yeah. 
potent solution. So some additional biohacks that I'm testing on some clients. So I guess we could question the use of the term biohacking. These are just foundational health practices. Three like pretty big client wins recently. One client came to me and said, you have to help me lower my cholesterol. My physician has threatened, her words not mine, threatened to put me on a statin in one month if if my cholesterol levels do not improve. And the physician said, you need to stop eating all animal protein. Don't eat, eat any animal, anything. And give it a go. I'll see you in a month. If it doesn't improve, you're going on statins. And she was like, oh my God, don't want to go on statins. I said, yep, I support you. I support that from my own perspective. And I also support your wishes for that. And she said, I just don't really feel good about this recommendation to exclude animal protein. Like I feel really good when I eat it. And so we looked at her labs and I said, well, yeah, I think there's definitely a a need for more nutrients. And I'm seeing some other things in your labs that could potentially really help your cholesterol that are not so directly focused on your cholesterol. So we kind of took a turn and really went hard on supporting her metabolic health. I pulled out all the stops (laughs) that I know. And three weeks later, she emailed me and said, you're an angel. Look at my cholesterol markers all shifted down into the range that her physician wanted her to. And so I don't think that her doctor is going to follow through with that threat. So that's the point amazing. Of me sharing this, I know I'm so happy for her. The point of me sharing this is that sometimes a lot of times in conventional medicine, we're so directly zeroed in on cholesterol that there's kind of just only one path. And for some reason, excluding animal protein seems to be a big nutritional recommendation from physicians. Or it's, let me put you on this medication that will lower the cholesterol. Rather than looking at the root cause drivers of why is that cholesterol elevated in the first place? That is a symptom of something in your in your physiological body asking for help or saying like, hey, something's out of balance. Because the, balance, the body wants to naturally be in homeostasis and balance. And so we get these biomarkers push, pushed out of range when something is not in balance. So we were able to kind of look at this big picture and it it happened quite quickly, but I think she was very determined because of that, that time period. (laughs) It was like, we got to do this in one month or else she did it. I was really happy for her. That's amazing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey there, biohackers. We've got an exciting new sponsor to share with you today. New Brew, the groundbreaking non-alcoholic functional beverage that's taking the market by storm. If you're looking for an alternative to alcohol or coffee, or maybe even both, look no further. New Brew has expertly blended precise low doses of kava root, kratom leaf, and caffeine to deliver effects you can actually feel. Kava root, sourced from the Pacific Islands, is known for its relaxing properties. We've talked about this one a lot on the podcast. And it's traditionally used in social rituals for centuries. It's a game changer. And kratom, derived from the leaf of a tropical evergreen tree in Southeast Asia, is traditionally brewed into a tea for enhanced energy and productivity. Each can of new brew contains 125 milligrams of kava, 25 milligrams of kratom, and 30 milligrams of caffeine. And here's the best part. All of new brew's active ingredients are third-party lab-tested for purity, potency, and overall safety. Now, it comes in three flavors, citrus, berry, and mango with my personal favorite being mango. I'm actually sipping on it as I speak. (laughs) And whether you need an afternoon boost, a socializing drink, or a productivity kick, New Brew has you covered. 
I absolutely love it as my happy hour treat because it gives me a little energy boost and mental clarity, as well as a euphoric feeling, almost like I had a cocktail and it doesn't disrupt my sleep. But please remember to drink responsibly. Each can is meant for those over 21, and it's not recommended to mix it with alcohol or to consume more than two cans in a day. Like coffee or alcohol, new brew can be habit-forming, so sip slowly and assess your tolerance. And if you're in recovery or living a 100% sober lifestyle, we recommend steering clear of new brew. So please stay informed and learn about responsible kava and kratom use at drinknewbrew.com. And if you're ready to give it a try, head on over to drinknewbrew.com and use discount code biohackerbabes to save 25%. Cheers, my friends. I have another client that came to me for weight loss specifically. She is in her late 60s and has had weight loss resistance for the last year or two. Like nothing she's doing is helping or, or budging. And same kind of thing. It was like, let's focus on weight loss. Tell me, is like everything you're telling me going to help me with weight loss or, you know, calories or foods? And we actually just veered and started focusing on her digestive capacity because that's what I was seeing as an opportunity in her lab work. And she kept saying, what does this have to do with my weight? I kept, you know, reinforcing the education and the resources. This is the, the need and the opportunity digestion, digestion, digestion. And she came back two weeks later. She's like, I lost three and a half pounds in just a couple of weeks. So there is like a little bit of momentum and hopefully we continue, but she'd been stuck for so long. And again, it was like hyper-focus on, on weight. And I think a lot of us still are deeply conditioned to think it's either cut calories or exercise more. There's also, you know, such a nervous system component where we're trying so hard to do it. And we often overlook a lot of these foundational root drivers of of health and balance in the body. And so simply by focusing on digestion, she was able to kind of unhook and start moving the needle there. Yeah. I mean, a holistic approach is so, so important. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave cool. you with two. There's more. Okay. We'll pause. Lots of great wins. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Save more for 2024. Okay. <laughs> So hopefully that kind of inspires you to zoom out. That is always our goal is like, how can we zoom out and see more big picture? And of course, I'm having these revelations all the time. It's like the sleep supplement cycling this. And we're going to we're going to jump into some of our recent health challenges. But I feel like so much wisdom comes from zooming out. And so if you are currently dealing with a health challenge and you just feel stuck, see if you can just take a few steps back. And just widen your vision and perspective. I know that's kind of hard to do alone sometimes. So that's why we either enter into community or hire a coach or, you know, we share more resources and education. So hopefully we can kind of unlock some of those blind spots. But see if we can zoom out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So All right. So transitioning stuff. Yeah. Tell well, me. I just ran some new labs for myself. I was like, oh, it's it's that time. So I did, you know, my blood panel. I had you take a look at it. Always my uh, blood work ninja, Lauren. Had you take a I'm peek a at that? I also did my Dutch panel, which I think is is the best hormone test available, um, especially for women. I try to do it at least once a year. I mean, sorry, once a year, if not once every other year. So I did that. And the main thing that came back was my estrogen was low. And mm. So I'm doing a couple of different supplements. I'm also incorporating seed cycling again. Oh my gosh, it's been a long time since I've done that. 
Uh, for women, if you're not familiar with that, so seed cycling, you're incorporating different types of seeds throughout your menstrual cycle in order to optimize different hormone production. So for me, estrogen, I'm like, all right, flax seeds are back in the smoothies. Um, nice. like that. So I'm just trying to optimize my hormones right now. That's a good zoom out, right? It was like such a foundational practice. So you just kind of forgot about over time zoom out. It's like, Oh, let's reset and try that. That's such an easy, accessible thing. Food focus, nutrition. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people will go, Oh my God, I need a hormone or medication to fix this. Right. And I, I mean, at my age, like I wouldn't jump to hormones, but I'm sure if I took my labs to, uh, I don't know, even like a naturopathic doctor or maybe a traditional doctor, they would probably be like, here's some estrogen. But yeah, at my age, I'm like, how can I solve that naturally? Like what's going on in the body? So yeah, I would say that's any other intuitive insights about where you need to spend your focus. Put your focus. To be honest, I have had this intuition the last month or so that I need to do a parasite cleanse. I'll have to talk about this more. Yeah. Like dreams and then like Instagram ads and email newsletters. It's like one of those things that keeps popping up. And I'm like, hmm, am I supposed to be doing this? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. So maybe in the new new year. I mean, I like to do, uh, what's the name of the company? They just sold to another brand, but they do like a full moon parasite protocol. So around the three days of the full moon every month, when parasites are more active, you kind of hit it hard and do like a three-day parasite cleanse. So I try to do that every month just to kind of keep up on it because, you know, we all have parasites. I like to eat sushi a lot. So <laughs> not saying that parasites are necessarily bad, right? We all like have them, but it could be a problem. Yeah. My eyebrow just goes up because I feel like there's so many alarmists about parasites. Being like, For sure. Kill the parasites. parasites are bad. And as you said, we have parasites and it's kind of part of the normal homeostatic symbiotic nature of us in the natural world. The question is, are they taking over? Is there a dominance? Is it actually causing a problem? Right. right. If your intuition is saying that, then I think that is a valuable reason to go in that direction and look a little bit deeper. Yeah. Something that's been on the top of my mind. And and that's a really good point, especially because we just had Kiran on the podcast where he talked a lot about this um, you know, creating the optimal environment where, you know, we do have parasites, viruses, bacteria, mold, we have all these things, but it's like, are we, are we in homeostasis with our Mm -hmm. environment? So, Mm -hmm. Hey, biohackers, are you feeling overwhelmed this holiday season? We totally get it. November and December's demands like end of year tasks, holiday preparations, gift shopping, family get togethers. It can really be a relentless source of stress, although so much fun at the same time. Well, You can breathe easy because Stress Guardian is here to help you. It's the latest scientific breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the geniuses behind Magnesium Breakthrough. And it's packed with a blend of 14 adaptogenic herbs that help to regulate your stress response naturally, granting you control over your holiday stress. Think resilience here. So with daily use, Stress Guardian becomes your personal shield against seasonal tension, enhancing both your mental and physical well-being. So say goodbye to just surviving this holiday season. Thrive instead. To get a head start on your holiday stress, visit stressguardian.com slash biohackerbabes and make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. 
And Buy Optimizers is so confident in their products that they offer a risk-free 365-day money-back guarantee. So go ahead, discover the secret to peace on earth this holiday season. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I'll, can I just have make a personal note about your labs? Yeah, sure. Your blood chemistry to me didn't show any indications that there would be parasites, but we do know that they can be quite stealthy and that isn't always the best indicator of whether or not they are present or not. But sometimes it does pop up on blood chemistry where it's very clearly like, oh, we do need to investigate this and look at a bit a little bit deeper. But I wouldn't say it's it's always um super clear or it's not the end game. Right, right. And actually I had a GI map a couple of years ago where parasites did come up, which is I think interesting because I I mean I do a lot of GI maps and parasites don't come up a lot of the times where I still think that maybe that could be an issue because stool analyses are not perfect. But the fact that it yeah, yeah. Shot in the dark, but it came up that one time. So I'm like, oh, that lucky day. (laughs) The parasite happened to be in that scooper. (laughs) The lucky little scoop. (laughs) Oh terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to follow up with you on the parasites in 2024. All right. We'll see. Dreaming of parasites. Maybe dreaming of. Maybe TMI for some of our listeners, but. Oh, nothing in this Uh, world is TMI if you're offended. What about you, Lauren? What's going on in your world? My readiness has been so low since we got back from Boulder. Just really annoying you know i'm like tapping my oar ring i'm like is this thing working (laughs) (laughs) so the time change and with the altitude which has never really affected me before and i feel like i've become a master of of jet lag or avoiding jet lag or supporting jet lag but this time was just something different like something was in the air and i thought i recovered when i came back because i had this rebound effect where it was super low. And then I got home into my regular environment. Everything shot back up. HRV shot back up. My heart rate, which had been high from the higher altitude, came right back down. But then I slowly just crept back up into this lower readiness state. And I wasn't doing anything wildly bad, like no poor behaviors really have been sticking to a pretty consistent sleep schedule. There's been hardly any alcohol at all. Yeah. So I, in some ways, like I get frustrated by these things, but I also welcome these challenges because I feel like it's another opportunity to zoom out and go, okay, what is this trying to teach me? What can I learn from this? Also, how can I not let it ruin my day based on data coming from a wearable, but how much trust can we really put into these devices? They are guides and they provide, you know, some context for us adjusting our lifestyle behaviors, but, um, yeah, I was trying to live in this place of like, how do I be more curious? But also, how do I not let it ruin my day? Because typically when my readiness is as low as it had been reported, I was getting like 60s and 70s, which for me is, I, mean, I think potentially for anybody is not great. But um, I've never lived in that zone for too long unless I've gotten sick or I always joke, it's like burning man scores. <laughs> Those scores are always a little bit lower, but without having an illness or really feeling like utter crap. I've never experienced those numbers. And so um, I don't really have a takeaway other than I've just been practicing some gentleness 
And I know that I'm in, I've been in the luteal phase of my cycle and there's only so much we can like biohack away in terms of our female menstrual cycle. And in the luteal phase, especially really towards the end when the hormones drop off right before you get your period, your resilience goes down. Your immune system becomes more vulnerable. HRV is going to go down and we could potentially pull out all the stops in terms of biohacking, though, a lot of my tools are these hormetic stressors. And I want to be really careful with those, right? With exercise, with cold, with sauna, you know, I could do it at a lower intensity and be really mindful about it. But I would say my biggest strategy has just been gentleness and patience, which um, seems to be working for me because it's coming back up and I'm in the nineties today. So I'm happy about that. But yeah. Always would love to hear from the females in the audience or actually the men. Like, have you experienced these long periods of of lower readiness? And have you had any big takeaways or like emotional discoveries that have come yeah. your way? Or I'm curious say, for you to mirror back to me. Is there something that I'm missing? No, I and I think, I mean, you and I have been very similar. I've been complaining about my readiness scores too. And I think it's interesting because our cycles are practically aligned by like a day. So aligned. We don't even live in the same house. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Across the country, we're on the one day a part of our cycle. But I think that because we were at Dragonfly during our cycle phase where we were more resilient, but we were being hammered down by the altitude. Who knows? Maybe there was mold in the cottage because it was a pretty old place we were staying, right? There were so many factors, new sleep environment. And then as soon as we got home back into our normal environment, we were in our phase where we need more time down, you know less resilience. So I think it almost like it carried into that is mm-hmm. my thought because now here we are about to start or starting our next cycle and our readiness shot back up. So I think it's a fresh start today. This is a new month for us. I think we can lean into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would just add just one other contributor. I purposely chose to really lean off of exercise last week. And you know, a lot of my exercise commitments and me showing up to work out is a lot for my mental health and it wakes up my brain and my body. I just feel like I'm a more productive and efficient human if I move during my day. And I really, really, really leaned back and it's like quite magical and really not mysterious at all. It's like, if you give your body that rest, it will come back up. Or if you fight your body, it's going to keep fighting you back. And potentially I was like on a lower level fighting my body for a week or two, right? So like sometimes it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not not resilient, right? I can hear this inner voice in your head. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Leaning into the cycle, a little more gentleness, a little more patience. The seasons are changing and um, something I'm recommitting to another biohack is doing more breath work. I went to a breath work class last week and um, yeah, just reminded me of how much I love doing that, especially in the evening to downregulate my nervous system to get me into better sleep. And so I'm on air recommitting to starting to do my breath stuff again. Kind of gotten away from it. Great. Yeah. Maybe the other ship app. Is that still your go-to? I haven't used it in a while. I took a little pause from it. All right. Well, maybe now I'm going to yeah, reinstate for 2024. Yeah. Great. All right. Let's wrap. Let's move into the surprise interview questions. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to fire. We have no idea what's coming, but we're just going to be really honestly curious towards each other. Three surprise impromptu questions. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? All right. Yeah. Let's rapid fire. I'm going to throw one at you. 
What do you think will be the most mentioned biohack on social media in 2024? Our definition of biohacks or like a biohacking device? Because I still feel like there's a little debate debate in the space. Could be device, could be ancestral hack, could be just a health practice. The inspiration of this question was 2023, in my mind, it was cold plunges. Like Mm. biohacker or not, cold plunges were everywhere. Like hashtag cold plunge exploded in 2023 when it wasn't a new practice, but it was like everybody was doing it. So, and I don't know what 2024 will be, but I'm curious if you had to guess. I think people are going to be talking excessively about the vagus nerve and its impact on the gut brain. I think maybe just hashtag vagus nerve 2024. Okay. I don't know. That's my yeah, that's a good that's a good guess. Okay. Well, not planned, but I'll turn it back on you. What do you think? Ah, I should have known that was gonna happen. You must have had something on your um, mind. You asked it. I'm tempted to say HRV, heart rate variability. Like I'm like seeing even like ads now, like Apple Watch and Fitbit, like more people are talking about recovery. Mm-hmm. And even like tools like the Theragun and stuff, I feel like are really taking off. So I'm wondering if more people are going to be talking about HRV. I don't know. It's not as like big and bold as like a cold plunge. That or sober curious. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. With more and more drink options coming out there for those of us that don't want alcohol because it mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, I'll just say, okay. like, I hope so for all of these hashtags 2024. Yeah. Yeah. All good things. I love that. All right. Number two, fire. Is there any biohack that you will leave behind in 2023? Hmm. Stumped. I'm stumped. I don't know. <laughs> like my mind's blank. Can you throw some things at me? What have I been doing? Biohacks I've been doing that I don't need to do anymore. And that's okay if you don't have anything. I don't think anything. I feel kind of settled and I wouldn't, I don't know, you know, again, we could argue, are these things biohacks or are they just things that I use to optimize my health that are really ancestral ways of being? I feel like I've been trying less things and more just leaning into the things that I feel really good and are tried and true. So I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to say, I don't have an answer for you because I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Okay. Great. Final answer. Okay, for you, Renee, what is your what do you think was the biggest contributor to your health in 2023? Oh, I think working less. Can I count that? Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. Very proud of you. Yeah. I made some major changes spring of this year, work-wise. And it's mm. just given me a lot more time to really optimize my sleep again and more down regulation time, lots of brain tapping and amp coiling and saunaing and breathing and more being, right? More of the being. And I think actually almost back to the question I asked you, if I were to leave anything behind that I've done partially this year is not feeling like I need to do 20 biohacks a day. You know, like if I do one biohack today, like awesome. I did something. I did the red light or I did the brain tap. Great. But not feeling like I have to use my entire stack of biohacks every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess overall awesome. less, less doing, less doing. <laughs> Would you say the benefits have been mostly subjective? Like you just feel better. Or are you seeing improvements in any of your data metrics, labs, other people noticing things? 
My labs have gotten better. I would say my the biggest one I've seen a change is my cortisol. So my cortisol, when I checked it in January, I did a four-point collection throughout the day. My It was pretty flat, not totally flatlined, like it was like 15 years ago when I was really struggling, but it was definitely lower than it should be. And now I just retested it two weeks ago and it's it's in range. It's in range. So I think that all the things I'm doing, it's making my body get back on that natural cortisol curve again. I thought your rhythm on your last touch looked really good. Why, thank you. <laughs> I like your rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? You got that cute rhythm. <laughs> it's paying yeah. off more being. More being leads to, yeah, better rhythm, more vitality. Yeah. Good job, Nace. Thank you. It's been a good year. Mm, All right. I love to hear that. Next one for you. What is your top biohack for staying healthy through the holidays? Top, 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 top. Or even just like number one, if if someone said, how do I stay healthy through the holidays? If there's one thing I can do. Prioritizing sleep. I, I don't know that that one ever gets old and it never gets bumped down the list because... Yeah, I think sometimes the holidays can kind of become a tornado of things, like more to-dos, more things against us. And there's so much like fun stuff to engage in, more community and events and gatherings, which is awesome. But me being an introvert, like I really require that downtime to restore myself and I'm not a napper. And so really staying solid on my sleep boundaries I think is my my biggest protector because it's really hard for me to make up for that. Really hard to make up for it with, obviously I can't nap. There's no, even things like Amcoil and BrainTap don't seem to make up for those solid sleep windows overnight for me. Supplements, yeah, nothing. I have to be like really strict with my sleep routine. It doesn't mean like being yeah. a hermit, but um, just honoring my boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. I got one more question for you. Okay. There was a teaser in the beginning, but your mantra of 2023 versus 2024, do you want to make an ad- amendment? Do you want to hold on to it? You mentioned resilience. I think I got to carry on with the resilience. Carry on. Carry on. Because I feel like, and I've said this to other biohackers, I feel like when I do all the right things, I feel great. And then if if something falls off, I really take a hit. So just like continuing to build that resilience in my body so that I can have, I can travel, I can have a bad night of sleep, like something can happen and I can bounce back faster. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep rolling with that. It's a good word. Good mantra. I feel like that's like right. one of the best goals of being a human, more resilient, like, like Quran yeah. said, right? We want to be able yeah. to go out and have fun and <laughs> sing karaoke. maybe entertain some bad behaviors once in a while and not yeah. get totally knocked down. So resilience affords us that. Yeah. I love it. All right. We're rolling right right into 2024, but do you feel complete? I feel complete. Thank you. Okay. Okay. To fully round out and close out 2023, we wanted to revisit some of our favorite episodes from the year. We're not going to spend too much time here, but I always love like looking back at our episodes and seeing, oh my gosh, that one really stuck with me or things I think are really, really useful to you, our audience. Um, So I just wanted to mention a few, but we are going to do a full recap email where we categorize 
by topic. So if there's a particular topic that really interests you and you want to make sure you didn't miss an episode or just go back and revisit or get like a full kind of deep dive, we'll do that. But some things that really kind of stuck out to us, Hannah went, she talked about lengthening your health span with true diagnostic testing. That is episode 208. She really talked about stress and aging, the effects of alcohol and how we can be more proactive in our health. Deanna Minnick, who we had on twice, which is always a good sign. We loved her so much. She talks a lot about melatonin, especially from plants, how we can use that to support our health and healing. But then also she's a big like color nutrition person talking about eating the rainbow and all the many benefits of colors in the world. I think most of us can eat more colors and, and phytonutrients. So that's episode 178 and 203. If you want to learn how to get more out of your food, Ta and Cole, they are our psychedelic informed practitioners. They really kickstarted our year in this exploration of psychedelics. We've been talking about it quite a lot, especially in my experience as a mycology psychology practitioner, but they were such a great introduction into it and talking about how we really internalize shame and guilt, which we know for health really deserve some attention and focus and love. And so that was such a beautiful conversation with them, especially as a couple. Uh, that was March 27th, episode 188. Tommy Sobel, he talked about creating dig- digital habits. I may think about him like every day, maybe every other day, really creating more positive behaviors with our tech. If you feel like you have just been totally swept away and I don't know, disempowered by your digital tech, this is an fabulous episode about how to create like really keystone behaviors and just create a more powerful and empowering relationship with, with your phone, with your computer, even your, your technology entertainment. He's awesome. Dr. Anshul Gupta, he talked about healing Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's specifically is a thyroid condition. I think it's not given enough tension. It's just kind of like piled into this whole thyroid optimization land, but he really went into the multifactorial root causes of Hashi's top foods to avoid top superfoods and kind of dispelled a lot of myths on some foods that have been demonized. So if you want, like, I think some really empowering information about food for Hashimoto's, but then also all these other stressors we need to look at, like toxins, heavy metals, like mercury fillings, and of course, stress, such a lovely human being. Check out episode 212. That was in September, September 18th. We have to mention our dad, not because he's just our dad, but he is just doing something that is so vastly important in the realm of health. He is a biological dentist and he is talking, well, he has been talking about for a very long time, the the dangers of amalgams in the mouth, but he also specializes in sleep apnea and sleep disordered breathing. And we did a whole episode on addressing like the structure of the jaw and the face, like alignment. All these things are like neck up. So many things that we don't consider in terms of our health, but they are just major, major root drivers of really big health conditions. So he talked about how to address these sleep issues, some stigma around snoring, the benefits of breastfeeding. I think some stuff that will truly blow your mind. That was episode 204. And we really set in July. Two more for you. Don Moxley talked about HRV, heart rate variability, which Renee thinks is hashtag 2024, going to be blow up. And so if you're so mystified about heart rate variability, like what, what the hell is it? What is it telling me? Don Moxley, 
He talks about his key rocks in the jar, like really simple and accessible ways to move your HRV and like better ways to really understand it and use it in your day and why testing HRV at night is really what we want to be focusing on. Lastly, our good friend and my mentor, Brendan Vermeyer, came on to talk about functional mental health. He is really changing the game and addressing the root causes of mental health from both a physiological and a psychological perspective. A lot of our conventional talk about mental health has primarily been through the psychological emotional route, through talk therapy, and of course, destigmatization, which is really, really important, but we're missing these other opportunities by looking at the physiological body at root causes through nutrition, stress, gut health, when to do testing, when to pull in supplements, and when to use data. So um, he is always incredibly fascinating and intelligent. That was episode 183. And we recorded that back in February and we hope to have him back on soon. So just a few of the standouts for us. But again, we're going to send out an email with full recap so you can browse through the categories, make sure you didn't miss anything that might be of interest to you. Great. What a year. What a year. All right. Every year. What a year. Every year. What a year. (laughs) Can't believe it's been four and a half years. It just blows my mind. I know. Okay. Time to just share one study with you all. I have a list of them, but we're just going to throw one at you, one at you that I thought was really interesting. And it was about exercise and senescent cells. So we actually had a whole episode about senescent cells, if you want to learn more about that, with Lauren Alexander from Neurohacker. So senescent cells, it's basically a cell that stops dividing, but then it doesn't go away. It's like, we call them zombie cells. And while they do play an important role in the body, when they build up over time, as we age, they can become problematic. And that's why there's supplements like senolytics that have uh, quercetin, fisetin, curcumin, different things like that to clear the senescent cells. Like That's why those are becoming really popular. But we always want to talk about the free biohacks. Exercise. This study found that exercise actually might help in two ways. So it could actually prevent the accumulation of senescent cells by thwarting the molecular pathways that cause senescence. And secondly, exercise may promote clearance of senescent cells that have already accumulated by stimulating the immune system to remove them. So I just think, again, we kind of started the episode with this too, but the takeaway, we all have to exercise. We have to move more. It is the greatest biohack of all time. You know, we've heard people say if you could put exercise in a bottle, it would be the hottest supplement on the market. Mm -hmm. So just one more reason we got to move more. I'm not unhappy about this study. I love it. (laughs) I love all the cool research and products and I'm going to keep exploring them. But yes, foundations, got to move your body. Got to put a little stress in your body through exercise and movement. I love that. Thank you, Renee. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what's happening in the new year in 2024. Okay. Yeah. we got some offerings for you. So for one, I am restarting my blood sugar group coaching cohort. I didn't do a second one later in this year. I apologize. I got married and um, got carried away, but I always do one in January. So we're doing it again. This is a four week coaching cohort. It happens on zoom. We'll have weekly calls. You must have a CGM. So if you're interested, reach out to me. I will give you access. And if you are a new client, please book a one-on-one beforehand because I want to get everyone up to speed and on the same page so that we can just like really squeeze the most out of these four weeks. That begins Tuesday, January 9th. There is a link to learn more in the show notes. Also, I have a new VIP offering. So for my four and six month packages, I have this like whole other add-on that I'm now offering 
essentially you're going to pay upfront for all of your lab testing, your supplements, your data wearables. And the reason for that is a lot of times when we go through these coaching programs, we're kind of like cherry picking. It's like every other week, it's like, oh, now we got to add this thing on. Oh, now you got to get this. Oh, you got to do this. And it's very intensive and can be kind of um, exhausting for both me and the client. And so I'm offering this sort of like hands-off situation where I will take care of all of it for you. All you have to do is put up the investment upfront and any investment that is not used in the end will actually get returned to you, or you'll have the option to reinvest it in something that we deem is a great opportunity. So yeah, that's a, a cool new offering. If you just want like an, an easier, like uh, less decisions to make, right? Like I think we all have a lot of decision fatigue. So if that's you and you want to just make sure you're covering all of your bases, rather than cherry picking your way through, reach out to me to learn more about that. Awesome. Biohacker Babes Challenge. We're going to refresh this as well. So our challenge does live online. It's hosted online, so you can access it at any time, but we are going to host kind of a live version container. This is going to start the second week of January. It will be a two-week, so 14-day challenge, and the goal is just to have a clean slate for you. Get back to your routines after the holidays, create new intentions for the new year. We'll do that together, kind of just get on the same page. It's great accountability because we're going to do it in a group. So we're using kind of the same format that we've used before. So you'll get like a daily email blast with like exercise, nutrition, circadian recommendations. You'll have a points tracker. So we will be tracking points, one for your own accountability and motivation, but also there'll be a prize at the end, you know? you track and do really awesome. And then we'll do two live calls. So a kickoff call and then a recap call. And then along the way, we'll have some, some chat message support within the group to help you stay on track. So if you just need like a really easy way to reset, refresh for the new year, join us. It'll be fun. They're always a lot of fun. Yeah. And so that, like we said, this is the last episode of the year. We're going to take a week off. So Christmas day, we won't have a new episode for you, but we, we will be back on January 1st. That will be the mm-hmm. kickoff of 2024. Yeah. Taking a two-week break. And we hope you will too, right? I mean, yeah, we l- we love educating and empowering and learning. But I think as far as a consumption standpoint, we all should give our brains like a little bit of rest. So hopefully you'll be enjoying time with family or friends or just restoring your body, more quiet time, whatever you feel like you need to do that and kind of recap your own year and start setting your own intentions. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us for not just this episode, but the whole year. Uh, We're excited to see you all in the new year. Heck yes, we are. And look out for that email recapping all of our favorite episodes. And as always, reach out to us if there's a particular topic or guest that you would like to learn more about. Tell us, tell us. We really, really do listen to that and and take it into account. We want to provide you with the information and resources that are the most beneficial to you. So reach out to us, biohackerbabes at gmail.com or on Instagram where we are the most active, biohacker underscore babes. And we hope you have the most amazing holiday, healthy and happy and joyous. We'll see you next year. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then... Happy biohacking. 
This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.